Welcome to season two of the One and Done podcast, where we are dedicated to making young people successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas. Let's get it started. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One and Done podcast. Today, we are here with a special guest, Ty Hosgan, the author of Elite Communication Skills for Young Professionals. Uh, today's a cool episode. Ty's a really cool guy, has a book specifically written for young professionals uh, with some skills that they can develop to become better communicators as they develop into, uh, I guess, from students into professionals. So I uh, wanted to bring that as a benefit to the listeners of our podcast. Ty, obviously, you know, our, our listeners are college students looking to develop themselves. It's probably your target market as well for the book. So uh, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Jackson. Appreciate you having me on here. Great to be here. Absolutely. All the way from Toronto, Canada. Love the, love the accent. A little different than, than us down here in uh, Texas, but uh, super excited to have you with us today. Tell me a little bit about your background, and then we'll, we'll get into kind of what made you want to write the book. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a best-selling author and coach on communication and people skills. So I teach professionals the people skills they need to have more success and less stress in their lives and careers. So I do work with professionals across many different industries, all with varying levels of skill and experience. And this work is really important to me because growing up, I was always that shy, awkward kid, you know, really quiet, always nervous and anxious around other people. I actually had an older sister that would speak for me when I was younger. So someone would ask me a question and she would immediately jump in with an answer. So I loved that at the time because I didn't really want to talk to anyone anyways. But the problem with that is it's not exactly sustainable as you get older. So I kind of stumbled through my teenage and college years. I was able to get by, you know, academically at least, given that, you know, most of what we do is write tests, essays, that sort of thing. But once I graduated and got a job, you know, I'm now working in an office where I had to constantly interact with people. Jackson, I was such a mess. I had no idea what to do with myself. I had never been taught how to effectively communicate with anyone in person, video calls, writing, none of that. I remember getting so nervous before meetings that I'd actually throw up beforehand. And these were meetings where I wasn't even expected to talk. I just had to sit there. It was just being around people in that group setting that made me super anxious. So it was basically those intense struggles. When I entered the professional world, you know, as a young professional, that really inspired my obsession with communication, with people skills. So I learned about communication the hard way through just years of struggle, paying way too much for courses that didn't help, reading every resource under the sun, you know, a lot of the readings were very dry, very boring, and really just like relentless trial and error. So over those years, I eventually gained enough knowledge, experience to now teach communication and people skills, essentially the easy way. So we know this stuff works. We've seen it work. It's backed by science. And a lot of it's surprisingly easy to implement. So yeah, this work is is really meaningful for me. There's a There's a quote that I like. It's turning a mess into a message. So I feel like that's kind of what I did with years of mess trying to interact with people as a young professional, now making it sort of a message that I can share to help, I like to say, the past ties 
of the world. So anyone that was, you know, like me and struggling to basically have a lot more success and take a lot of that pressure off, make communicating with others easier, more successful. So I love that you took kind of something that was that was personal to you as a struggle. You turned it into a strength of yours and uh, you're now teaching other people to do that. So tell me a little bit about the uh, the background. Then how did you develop those skills? What made you decide to turn it into a book, become a best selling author? Um, what made you take that path versus just, you know, taking the message for yourself and, and moving on? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I actually did take the message for myself for many years and just kind of worked through various jobs, kind of climbed the corporate ladder. Um, it got to the point eventually where I, the jobs that I was working weren't necessarily fulfilling and meaningful enough. I felt like I wasn't have, having as great of an impact as I could. And, you know, thinking back, you know, throughout the years, because I was constantly, you know, continuing to learn about different aspects of communication, sort of mastering those skills all throughout my career. So for a solid, you know, eight to 10 years there, it's courses, it's books, experimentation, you know, this coach, this class, this resource. And it really got to the point where I feel like I had accumulated enough knowledge, spent enough time, honestly, way too much time, <laughs> learning all of these things, you know, a lot of it didn't work. You have to try this, you have to try that. So, you know, it kind of got to the point where I realized I can save people so much time and so much struggle, just really summarizing everything that works the best, that's the easiest to implement, and that will have the greatest impact. So I, I made the full-time transition really for the purpose of having a greater impact and helping young professionals specifically, you know, have that, have more success. There's not enough resources, I think especially that are geared towards a young professional that teach people skills in such a way that, you know, it's actually gonna be stimulating or interesting enough for someone that age with, let's be realistic, a shorter attention span probably, if they're anything like I was. So that's really the main goal was just resources and teachings that are more digestible and stimulating enough so that a person that age actually wants to keep learning. Yeah, and I love this episode as a tie-in to what we're doing at the One and Done, right? I, I, we obviously believe it's it's a big struggle for for people who are transitioning from college to their their career to obviously communicate because that is one of the biggest things that every speaker we have that comes on the show talks about is how they're communicating with whether it's their employees that they're an owner or if they're just moving up in that corporate ladder in a business how they're communicating with their peers and with their bosses and that and that creates that that ability to move up so communication is a huge key to everything that we do in the business world i mean I, i'm a big believer that that businesses still you know, 90% relationships and 10% the process, right? It's, it's a lot of it is relationships and your relationships are based on communication, whether that's in personal or in business type relationships. So I want to hear more about the book uh, in just a minute, but what made you write this for young professionals? Being that this is a show for people who are transitioning into young professionals, they're trying to figure out what they want to do. They're trying to figure out some things that maybe they're not traditionally taught in school, communication probably being one of them. What made you want to write this for young professionals instead of just the general population? Yeah, that's a great question. I really like what you said about, you know, this type of stuff not being traditionally taught. And that was one of the, the main reasons. 
was, you know, I, you know, I took, I have a four-year degree and I don't believe I was taught, you know, the right way to communicate with somebody, even just how to write an email, you know, have a conversation by the water cooler, simple things, you know, how to connect on a video call. I don't remember ever learning people and communication skills in a way that would actually affect my career positively, but I learned a lot of technical knowledge and things I kind of never ended up using. So I wanted to make this book and, you know, there's an audio book as well, specifically for young professionals, because that sort of hit home for me the most. Me, when I first graduated college, you know, first entering that first job and, you know, even subsequent jobs after, that's, I feel like, when I needed it the most. And there just wasn't resources out there that really appealed to me. So I, I wanted to gear it towards young professionals. And yes, professionals of any age could implement the same strategies, the same tactics and have success. I really wanted it to be clear that, you know, if you're in your 20s, early 30s, this is the book for you. I, I thought I could reach and have the and have a greater impact on that target. If I was honestly just very clear in the title, hey, young professional, this book is for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Developing elite communication skills, right? Can't can't be simpler than that. So tell us about the book. Uh, tell us about kind of the background, the structure of it, and then maybe highlight a couple of things in there for us that that would just be really great takeaways for someone who can pick up a copy of your book uh, anywhere that is sold. Barnes & Noble, Amazon, pretty much anywhere nowadays. Uh, being a best-selling author, I know that it's very popular. So tell us about the book. Well, the book covers essentially how to optimize your communication in every setting, every platform. So it starts off giving some background on, you know, how to approach communication from a mindset perspective. We talk about body language. We go into the verbal aspect and talk about speaking face to face. Um, we get into obviously listening, reading nonverbal cues, you know, sort of interpreting different things about, you know, how a person speaks, how they act. And then, you know, we cover video calls, virtual communication, written communication, giving feedback, receiving feedback, giving presentations. It's really an A to, and really I would say an A to Z sort of guidebook on how to be an elite communicator in every type of situation. So yeah, I tried to make it not too specific on just one aspect. I really wanted it to, to be the one resource, you know, a young professional can get. And this is essentially learn everything they need to know to have success with people in their careers. So tell me about, you know, some of the some of the sections you just mentioned them there generically. There's a lot of different ones, obviously, being in the you know 21st century. Now, video video calls are a big deal. Body language is a huge one that I think sometimes we we overlook. But tell me what what's one of your favorite chapters and, and what do you focus on in that chapter that just really makes it something that's very applicable, easy to pick up and it makes a big difference right off the bat? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm glad you asked this because the first thing that I like to talk about is body language. And the reason I talk about body language first is that our nonverbal communication actually makes up 65 to 90% of our total communication. So our nonverbal signals have four times more impact on people's impression of you compared to the actual words that you say. So Jackson, do you remember being, you know, a younger professional, maybe you're going to a job interview or a meeting 
And, you know, were you thinking, oh, how's my posture? Or were you thinking, what do I, what do I want to say? Are you writing out a script? You know, do you kind of remember ever thinking about body language when you were younger? Not really. Yeah, I think that's something that, that uh, like you mentioned earlier, is not necessarily traditionally trained. I think when you are trained about an interview specifically, it's more of what you need to say, how you need to structure your sentences, uh, the way you're sitting in the room, other than the way you dress, right, it is really not presented. Um, and I know that, you know, being now on the other side of that chair, being somebody who interviews often for our company as we grow and hire, um, that is definitely something I'm picking up on is, you know, are they, are they nervously tapping something? Are they cracking their knuckles? You know, what are the, what are the things I'm picking up on beyond what they're saying? And how does that, how does that also help me interpret more what they're saying? Yeah, hundred percent. And what's interesting is a lot of this stuff is picked up on subconsciously too. So, you know, even you know, I love that you're even aware of those things now. Like you're, you're honestly above and beyond what a lot of people even have the awareness of most of these things. Somebody won't necessarily know, Oh, they're nervously doing this or they're kind of slouching a bit here. It's just kind of, you know, they leave the meeting or they leave the interview and they say, "Mm, I'm just not sure about this person or, "Mm, you know, they said all the right things, but it just doesn't feel right. And that's, that's usually, well, that's almost always because of the way that they've communicated non-verbally. So improving body language will have probably the greatest impact on your communication versus any words you could say, even tone of voice, that non-verbal being 65 to 90% can completely transform the way that other people view you and respond to you. There's a direct correlation between body language and the amount of respect you get. So, you know, just think about if you're giving a presentation and you see the guy is kind of hunched over, shoulders are hunched forward, he's looking down, making no eye contact. You know, it doesn't matter if it's the greatest speech in the world, the greatest content. You know, would you take that person seriously? Yeah, absolutely not. You know, and and I was thinking of examples myself, you know, going through some trainings on this. It's the same exact way. You know, our bodies are always kind of what what we're doing is always saying something, even if you're listening. Uh, you know, I was thinking of in that same scenario, somebody's giving a really good speech and somebody's, you know, sleeping in the corner. They actually might be listening, but their body language is saying the whole time that they're not right. And so it, it goes both ways uh, when you're when, both when you're speaking and when you're listening or or, you know, just waiting to be asked a question. hundred percent. You're absolutely right. So we know that body language is important. So I just want to give your listeners some kind of quick, quick, easy tips that they can do that they can basically, you know, they the second they finish listening to this podcast, they can start doing these immediately. So the first thing, let's say you're sitting, you're sitting in a meeting, you're sitting in the conference room, wherever. So just make sure your back is straight, head is up, shoulders are down and back, and make sure, this is key, make sure those hands are visible. So on the arms of your chair or on the top of the desk or table, I'll expand a little bit more on visible hands in just a moment. So standing, same thing except your arms want to be visible at your sides, not in your pockets, okay? Again, do not put those pans in your pockets. I know it's really, really comfortable, but it's actually, it's like a self-soothing technique that you know subconsciously shows you're actually not as confident or as comfortable as you could be. Standing, 
feet want to be a little bit wider than shoulder width apart. So this might be a little bit wider than you normally stand, but this is actually a lot more confident posture and stance. So if you see somebody with their feet, you know, tight, close together, they look a little unsure. Like it actually, it would look a little silly to be your feet to be touching. So feet a little wider than shoulder width apart when you're standing. Quick summary there, back straight, head up, shoulders down and back. If you're sitting, hands visible on the arms of your chair or on top of the desk. Standing, arms at sides, not in your pockets, feet a little wider than shoulder width apart. So yeah, these are really small changes to the way you sit and the way that you stand that can make you appear radically more confident, professional, trustworthy. It, it's actually remarkable how big of a difference just simply changing the way that you carry yourself can make. I, I, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to ask one thing, you know, because you're, you're giving these great tips and, and if I'm anybody listening, obviously they're, they're, they're important, they're impactful, right? You've, you've had success in the business world. You know what you're talking about. Best-selling author. People want to listen to you. One thing I, I want I want to add to your credibility with is, can you tell me a little bit about kind of your your research behind some of these things? Maybe the science behind them. I know in your book, uh, reading through, there's a lot of statistics, there's a lot of percentages, there's a lot of re uh, research done. Uh, can you expound on some of that just for the listener to understand that hey, the things he's saying that yes, you know, the, it, hearing them might make sense, but there's also research behind it. It's not just you know Ty's opinion, but rather it's what the majority of people in in, in a research uh, are is going to say. Absolutely. The cool thing about, you know, your body language and people's perception of you, it really comes down to the connection between the brain and the body. So that's true in the way that others perceive you and even the way that you feel yourself. So even think about think about a time when you were sad or you were, you know, feeling down or you were tired. What's your body language look like then? You know, naturally, like your brain goes to, you know, you're kind of slouching over, you're tired, your shoulders are rolled forward. And these are things that you do without even trying, right? And then think about, you know, Usain Bolt when he's just like won a race. You know, his hands are up, he's smiling, his head's up, his shoulders are back. You know, he's sitting up tall, standing straight. So these things are all connected from like a scientific level, even just... If you make these changes yourself, the way that you feel you'll even notice starts to change. So there's a very strong scientific connection there. Really cool study about keeping your hands visible is actually, there's a study on um, court cases. So in the American justice system, there was a study done about uh, defendants who when they put their hands under the table, jurors rate them as more sneaky and untrustworthy. So that's why we always want to keep our hands either on the table, on the arms of your chair, outside of your pockets. There's research, so much research done. It's actually incredible about even just a simple thing like keeping those hands visible that um, plays such a great part in how trustworthy you are from a communication perspective. Yeah, very, very interesting. And uh, like I said, I, I knew that there was some of that behind you that I wanted the listener to hear because obviously these are things that... I would recommend, and I can tell you that that all the speakers we've had now, you know, multiple episodes into uh, season two, 
all the people we've had on, the young, successful professionals, they're all very good at communication. They've all developed these things. They've all worked on them. That's another thing. These not, No one really has it easy when it comes to speaking in public. There's always ways to get better. There's ways to improve. And I think that that's what everyone who has a very successful career right out of college, they, they develop very quickly is those communication skills because of how important relationships are in relation to business and success. So Ty, before we let you go today, I want to do a lightning round with you. And just so the listeners know, Ty had no idea this is coming, uh, but I want to do a lightning round with you on the different ways we communicate uh, with people in our professional careers. And for you just to kind of give us an idea of here's the number one thing people do wrong and here's the easiest way to fix it. So with that being said, let's jump right in. Uh, Zoom calls obviously are a big part of what we're doing day in and day out nowadays. How can we better communicate via Zoom? Ooh, this is I like I love this. One of the biggest mistakes people make on Zoom calls, I see this all the time, sitting too close to the camera. So going back to, you know, how important seeing the hands are nonverbal, sitting too close to the camera is essentially the equivalent of, you know, the close talker in real life. Somebody speaking, you know, 6 inches away from your face. It feels really awkward. So the best thing you can do, sit further back. We want to be able to see about the upper half of the torso. We want to be able to see hand gestures, which are really important for communication. We want to be able to see, you know, more of that body. It's, it's a more comfortable, relaxed feeling for the viewer. And there's so much communication that is missed out on if you're sitting too close. I, I know you said only one thing, but I do want to quickly add one more. Go if that's ahead. Okay look at the camera when you speak on a video call as much as possible i know we like to look down down at the bottom look near the top near the camera as much as possible that's the closest thing to simulate in-person eye contact and develop a better connection that's a great one i'm glad you said that i uh, probably have not been looking at the camera as we talked on zoom today so <laughs> i'll make sure i do that myself <laughs> So the next one I want to talk about is phone calls. Phone calls were not trained on very much. No one really likes calling. They like texting all the way up until maybe after college, but it's a big part of what we do in the business world. So how can we communicate better via phone calls? I think one of the most powerful things you can do before a phone call is to actually make sure you're in the right state of mind. Because phone calls are all tone of voice, even like when somebody answers the phone, or, you know, you're calling someone, a lot of times we're rushed, we're kind of like in the state, we're trying to do a thousand things at once. People can sense that immediately. And the phone call will not be as productive, not as successful, if you're not in an optimized state of mind. So like one of the easiest things you can do before a phone call is just take a moment, take a couple deep breaths, just relax. Um, that'll make a shocking impact on just how the entire phone calls go because your tone of voice, the energy you give off and how the person on the other line perceives you will be drastically improved. Last one, email. Email obviously is the most consistent and probably the most used form of communication in business, especially with somebody external, right? Someone not in your company. You're trying to make a good impression. How can we improve our communication? I could give 10 tips on this. The number one I could say would be make it about the reader as much as possible. So go through your emails, see how many times you use the word I versus the word you. So you want the use to be as much as possible. They're reading it. They're thinking, why do I care? What's in this for me? What do I get out of this? So if you're sending an email saying, hey, I need this by this time, you know, our, my company does this, we do this. 
they're like, okay, why do I care? Make the email about them as much as possible, as many use as possible. Really, like, really shift your writing from their perspective. I get a ton of emails, and it's I, I, I. Change that to you, you, you. You'll have much better results and get much better responses. Ty, man, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I love, thank you for for participating in the lightning round. I know I didn't give you a heads up on that, but the tips were fantastic. <laughs> uh, we're definitely gonna have to have you back on to do a, a part two with, with other tips in your book. But between now and then, all of our readers can go find your book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere pretty much you can find a book. It is Elite Communication Skills for Young Professionals. Uh, Ty Hosgen is the author of that, best-selling author. Man, thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to have you back again in the future. Thanks for having me, Jackson. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to rate our podcast and leave a review. Also, make sure to check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at One and Done Podcast.